another episode of the CX Matters podcast. My name is Justin Tippett, CEO of AXPA, and on this podcast, we're going to be talking about, well, something pretty damn exciting. It's the future of customer service, and who better to get than our resident expert on all things customer service, Jackie Scammell. Welcome. Thanks for having me back, Justin. Always good to have you on our show. Now, in this episode, uh, like we do on all of them, we are going to keep it quite specific. But this one is a bit of a broad topic, right? We're talking about the future of customer service. I guess it's quite subjective because we've all got our different views. Um, but, you know, you play and live and breathe in this space every single day and have your whole career. So I thought, who best to ask and get your thoughts uh, on what it means? Because, uh, you know, I, I don't know about you, but the last couple of weeks, a uh, couple of years, I should say, it's been a bit crazy, right? So where's it all heading? What's it mean? Over to you, Jackie. Mm, it's such a big topic, this one. And, um, you know, I think many people are still trying to work it out. But there's, you know, I think there's a few things to acknowledge first. And that is, you know, um, off the back of the last few years um, with the health crisis and the way the world has been impacted, um, there's very, there's a lot of examples of where businesses have lost those human skills and the human touch in service. And that's for various reasons. You know, when the world changes the way it does and the fabric of society changed the way it has, um, there's a lot of subtle things that have shifted the way we, we want to buy and the way we want to consume things, but equally the way we serve. And I think a lot of the 101 quality customer service skills that I certainly learned back in the 80s and the 90s have been lost. And... Um, they're getting they're getting a revamp, and I, I feel like there's a I feel like I'm going back to the 90s. You know, there's a bit of a throwback to some of the stuff that I learned in the 80s and the 90s that is needed to be brought into the spotlight now. In you know, certainly in the 2020s, um, to remind people that this stuff is so valuable not only to work and to the performance of a business, but it, these are actually soft skills that we can take to anywhere in life that enhance any relationship thing that we have. So when we live in a world that is incredibly um, hyper-efficient and it's all about efficiencies, efficiencies, efficiencies and getting stuff done, and we, when we live in a world that's sometimes hyper-irrational where it's all about weighing up the data and the evidence and the facts, we need to create some space for the emotional stuff and we need to create some space for common sense and um, connecting with humans and, and really tuning into what people need. And so um, I think there is a lot to be said for where we're heading with customer service. But one thing I know for sure is these soft skills, they're not going anywhere. They're more important than ever. And I think we need to re-educate the value of soft skills, not just in the workplace, but in life, Justin. Yeah, completely agree. And, um, you know, I like that analogy. We might have to get the 80s posters out with Back to the Future, right, with uh, with Michael J. Fox, because I, I completely agree. I just think those skills have been been lost. And it is, for want of a better wording, a bit of an art form. I think there's this expectation that people just know what to do, right? They start a job and we go, hey, great, you're on, you're on the phones or you're on retail and off you go and we'll tell you what our products do and this is how you scan something or and, and that's it, off you go, right? And then we wonder why things don't quite go right. Employees leave because they're dissatisfied the business results are not what they wanted and and it could have all been avoided right if we just arm people with those those soft customer service skills as you mentioned and and so what happens exactly to your point what happens off the back of a call it a global pandemic call it a global financial crisis whatever's going to be the next big thing hmm. 
typically, you know, with the with the, the cost of living increasing and um, with, you know, in some industries, the shortage of supply and goods and services is really limited. And then the workforces are exhausted and people are tired and they're being asked to do more with less. Yep. What's happening is that customers' expectations are increasing and they, and they want more. Mm-hmm. And their tolerance levels have lowered. Absolutely. Because they don't have the patience and they <laughs> yep. don't have, you know, they're paying more for less too. So... We need employees that choose this profession of customer service to be really good within themselves, to be able to have strong emotional regulation, to be able to manage themselves when they're dealing with tricky, uncomfortable, awkward situations, even confronting situations with customers. We need people in customer service roles who can deal with the human stuff at a time when to be human it's sometimes really hard to deal with yourself some days, you know? <laughs> and so I think customer service is one of the most, if there's nobility in service, I think it's one of the most critical, important roles in society. And there's just something incredibly humbling about serving another individual. There's a lot that you can learn about yourself when you're in front of 10, 20, hundreds of customers a day, you know? And it's kind of cool to care. And I would love to bring that back you know, the, the future of service is about, it's, it's cool to care, like really care about people and let's bring service back to the forefront and make it, make it cool. I love that line, cool to care, Jackie. That's going to be my new bumper sticker on my car, I reckon. I love it. Uh, this might change the tagline of Axe for I think it's cool to care. Um, it's so true. And, and uh, you know, we, we obviously agree on a, a lot of stuff. We're both very passionate about, you know, the industry and, and where it's come from and where it's going to. Um, and I do think, you know, you're right around that back to the future kind of, uh, of analogy and arming people with those soft skills because, you know, we're seeing more and more, I certainly am, maybe from the context and add on this real push to automation that automation is going to fix everything right we've got self-service the you know self-service these bots that do this etc but in, invariably when it fails or something's not quite right you're going to end up with a human right and if that human lacks any empathy uh whatsoever about the horrible experience i've just been through wow it's it's not going to end well is it and um and i guess the same can be said for for now we're, we're removing a lot of the retail fronts right and so the only point of interaction for a lot of organizations is through whether it's a contact center or a customer service center, whatever they might talk it. So the skills, therefore, of that agent are so critical now, right? Maybe more than ever. Yeah. I mean, some of the barbecue conversations or dinner dinner type table conversations I'm hearing at the moment around customer service because everyone wants to share their stories with me, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, yeah, but one of the most common conversations I'm hearing is, um, oh, I had an amazing customer service experience the other day, Jackie. And I'm like, yeah, tell me what happened someone answered the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sad if that's our expectations now, isn't it, right? You're spot on, Justin. Like, I feel like that's where we're at at the moment. I feel like people's expectations, most of us are expecting um, not the greatest at the moment because Mm. everyone's under pressure and there's a level of empathy and understanding for that. But I think people are valuing that human connection more than ever because of what we've experienced. And so the basics of actually having someone answer the phone and do it in a way where there's care and consideration and then be able to solve my problem. So it it just goes to show that um, to to raise the bar on where we are right now is not that hard, but we've got to to find ways to reconnect with what we truly value in service. And I think I agree with you, technology is a wonderful enabler. But if you read any of the research or stats, 
people still want a human being. They still want to connect and they want that choice. And if they have that choice, they want to make sure that someone's going to pick up the phone and speak and, and listen to them, you know, um, because customer service is all about help me understand you. And so we want to be heard as humans. I want you to see me. I want you to hear me. I want you to make me feel important. And sometimes we don't get that when we're talking to a robot or a bot or a live chat, but we do when we get to a human. Yep, yep. And I know some of the stats, we're not here to real life stats, but the one that's always blown me away, and I don't think it's changed much over time, if anything, the percentage has increased, is the percentage of people that are prepared to pay a little bit more for a better mm -hmm. customer experience. You know, we value that personalization and that customer experience. And I always tell people a story about, you know, a local fish and chip shop where, you know, they've got potato cakes. My God, I remember when they were about 10 cents, by the way, but you know, now I've got one shop that's a dollar and another shop that's a dollar 20. And you go, wow, okay, 20% difference. It's still a potato cake, right? Um, but yep. I'll always go to the dollar 21 because when I walk in, the guy always goes, hey, Justin, how are you going? How's the kids? How's the pets? All that sort of stuff. It's personalized and I feel valued and special, right? So as humans, we crave for it, right? No, no matter what the setting is. Yeah, I walk, I walk, I live in the city, CBD at Melbourne. There's cafes everywhere serving really good coffee because hello, Melbourne. Yep. And if I walk past seven cafes every morning to go to my preferred coffee shop, seven. Yep. And that's seven opportunities that I'm prepared to turn a blind eye on because the, the seventh, the one that I go to, they know my name, they know my order, we have a relationship, yep. it fills my day. And so there is, a, there is a cost to not bringing that quality service, but there's also an upside in just going that 1% further and bringing those human elements that we're talking about. This so much of a return on investment in that for business. There the, the really is. And I think everyone can relate to that story, whether it's your fish and chips, your coffee, your yeah. hairdressers, whatever it is, we gravitate to where we feel special. And as you said, it doesn't take much. Just remember my name or just ask me something that we spoke about last time and you've got me, right? I'm, we're pretty simple. So, wow, we could unpack this for hours, but we're not going to because we promise we keep these uh, short and sharp on, on the particular topic. Um, but if you haven't, uh, and you can hear it in Jackie's voice, uh, I'm sure, if you haven't heard all about Jackie's story, make sure you tune into that podcast because, um, wow, what a, what a great career. And you can see that she's made her life uh, work around actually helping people achieve good customer service. So make sure you look out for that podcast. But uh, otherwise, thanks for tuning into this one. Jackie, thank you again, as always. Thanks, Justin. And we'll talk to you all again soon. Bye for now.